Oh, Timothy, I'm so glad to see you here. I get so lonely with all of these poor, immature people at high school. I love you, my college man who is so mature and so big and sexy. Yeah, Jane, I understand uh, what, that's, what that's like. You know, the girls in college, uh, they're all like you, you know, like great and, and uh, you know, wonderful. Um, but I'm blushing. Yeah, I'm Timothy, really glad. I can't wait to tell you any longer. I think I'm going to come to your school next year so that we can stay together forever. I sent oh, in my application yesterday. Wow, that's, that's big, Jane. That's really huge. Um, uh, um, you think this is like the right time to talk about it, like over the Thanksgiving dinner? Well, sure, with both of our families here, there's no time other than the present. Right. Well, I was just thinking, you know, um, because there are so many other uh, girls like you at, at college that, that maybe, uh, you know, you should spend some time really getting to uh, figure yourself out. And then, like, I could find just like a substitute girlfriend that's not you. Right, like, like, a, like maybe, you know, it shouldn't be Timothy and Jane. Like, maybe it should be, like, Timothy and Georgia or something like that. I mean, but that's just, like, an example it's, name. It's like Timothy I just Thane, not Timothonia. That doesn't make any sense. Right, right. Well, you know, the name is a work in progress, right? Um, but I just think that it's... Well, then why do I have it tattooed on my body, Timothy? You got a tattoo of my name? Yes. You didn't tell me. I was going to show it to you tonight. Because I haven't seen you for two months. Wow, that's that's a big deal, um, and you probably should have told me before you put something permanent like that on your body. Because I really don't think that I feel the same way about you anymore. Um, this uh, my college experience has really shown me that I could be uh, anyone I want to, and I don't think that I want to be uh, with you. Welcome back to Slightly Underwhelming, the podcast that booked an improv troupe so we wouldn't have to write anything. My name is Tara Wilson, and we have a radical episode for you today. First up, Illinois Wesleyan's improv troupe, JM7, will be coming on to do a Thanksgiving-related set. And later, we'll be chatting with former Argus editor-in-chief, Johnny Barrett, to talk about the prevalence of Bloomington police on campus. Cue intro! I have no idea. Slightly And I'm here with four members of JM7, Illinois Wesleyan's best and only improv group. We're about to do some improv for you, so first I'm going to have the other four people introduce themselves. I'm Mike. I'm Josh. I'm Ian. And I'm Josiah. And we're going to play some games for you. Hi. I'm so glad you could make it. Oh, thank you. Here, can I give you my coat? Yes, I got yeah, it new me... for my trip up here north. Y'all like it cold up here. Yes, we, uh, we do. Um... And that's why we have the fire roaring. And uh, <laughs> oh, honey, is uh, Aunt Bernadette home? 
Oh, hi, honey. Come give your aunt a kiss. Oh, it's so good to see you, Aunt Bernadette. Oh, you have gotten so much bigger since I last saw you. Your mother must be feeding you well. Where is she? Uh, Michael, don't shy away. Well, I, I don't know. I don't think that's the nicest thing to say to me as a young child, but I, I like my self-appearance a little bit. Oh. Honey, Bernadette. dear, come in. Say hello to Aunt Bernadette. Oh, Aunt Bernadette, oh, it's, it's just great to see you. How, how was your trip? Oh, how was the Linda, trip up? it was horrible, but I'm here now. Everyone is so rude at those airports. But let's talk about your son. I see that your liberal parenting ways are getting to him. He's upset with me already, but you've been getting him nice and fat. I see you have been feeding him well. Listen, Bernadette, I feel nice about how I look. Yeah, my, my son is perfectly healthy, wouldn't you say so, husband? Yes, I would, Linda. Um, Michael has been enjoying uh, riding bikes and uh, going for long walks. Like um, Semi-long walks, like, you know, down, down the sidewalk and back. Oh, honey, a you are walking walk to the opinion. refrigerator and back. I say this is going to be a very long night. I'm gonna go to the restroom and leave you all for a little while to collect myself from my long journeys. Uh, will you take as long as you need, Aunt Bernadette? Truly, truly, you do. My word, how can she not acknowledge that our son is one of the starting members of the O-line on the football team? <clears throat> He's a really good player. Thanks, Mom. I wish Bernadette could see how great I am. I wish that, yeah. too. Now, come, come here, we, we need to get the food ready uh, for Aunt Bernadette and, um, well, I guess that's that's it. Um, yeah. Well, unfortunately, uh, none of the other uh, members of our family RSVP'd, so it's just Aunt Bernadette. Just Aunt Bernadette? Uh, yeah. Oh, no. that's, Wait. I know. I hope that's really okay with both of you guys. Like none of the cousins? No, not even any of her oh, children. No. Just stinky Aunt Bernadette. Hey, just because she smells does not mean she's stinky. Just okay? stinky, old-fashioned, dumb Look, Aunt Bernadette. Hold on there, son. We. Kindness she's, for kindness, all right? Kindness for, she's still our relative. Oh, Aunt Bernadette. Oh my, oh, she's back. Even though she's, Hi. hello, oh, Aunt Bernadette. Linda, Hi. your towels in the bathroom, they are so raggedy. Well, I um, only put out new ones for Christmas. Um, oh, that truly, truly, we do like to do that for the Lord's birthday. Now let's talk turkey. Y'all aren't still vegan, are you? Um, no, it actually had um, substantial effects on both my health and uh, my wallet. Who knew that supplements are, would be so expensive? But that's, that's right. okay. We got a real turkey this year. Uh, real Bernadette. turkey this year. Um, however, we didn't do the cooking. We uh, instead you know, outsourced our, uh, our cooking at a barbecue place. You did what? Our turkey's from a, from a local barbecue um, it's called uh, Pete's Barbecue. I fly here all the way from Georgia to be served barbecue. Barbecue turkey. Yeah, it's actually really good, and um, everyone here in the neighborhood loves it. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of neat that we all get, get a similar turkey, and then we, we get to make our own sides. Like, I made my very famous orange and cranberry relish. Um, Linda, of course, made a, a, a gorgeous stuffing. Um, yes. And, uh, and uh, even and, uh, oh. I made my whipped cream and mayonnaise salad. Well, we that all I knew you would do that, day. Fatty Michael. 
Well, what did you just say to my son? What did you just say? Fatty Michael? Linda, please. No, I, w I, w I won't let this happen. She's our only guest this year on Thanksgiving. We helped to pay for her ticket. And Fatty Michael, she calls my son. I'm just, I'm fit to be tied. Bernadette, Bernadette do you know that uh, Michael is actually on the, on the football team? So he did need to bulk up this semester to, uh, in order to be better. And, and they're actually doing pretty well. They're, oh, bulk up, they're that's what you call so it. Now, you listen here. I fly here all the way from Georgia. All I am met with is you all being rude <laughs> with your weird parenting tactics and your tofu barbecue turkey. It's real I think turkey. I am just about to hop back on a plane and go back to Georgia where people know how to cook a real butterball turkey. You know what, Bernadette? Here's a crisp 50 from my wallet. You can take that and uber your booty on back to the, the peach state. You know what, Linda? You take that $50 bill and stuff it right up your turkey's ass. I am leaving right now. Well, that's the outcome I wanted. Michael, put that $50 bill down. Oh, I'll get the door real quick. Hello there. Hi, hi, hi. I'm so sorry that I'm I'm really late. I oh, I can smell your your dinner's already on the table. Um, I uh, you must not even recognize me, but um, my name is Charlie. Ch um, Ch yes. Charlie. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm actually uh, um, you know you know uh, you, your your cousin Charlie. Oh my word! Mm -hmm. Yeah, the my, cousin Charlotte. Yes, yeah, yeah. My mom and dad are uh, Mary and and Sam. You know your your uncle. Yes. Sam, your uncle. uncle Sam. Sa Sam, my uncle, and Mary, my my aunt. The ones from from Idaho, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, I ran away from home and uh, I became sort of a drifter and. I've just yeah. been, um, you know, kind of living on the edge, and I know it's Thanksgiving, and I remember that you've uh, <clears throat> uh, you you you've always uh, lived here, Benjamin, and I I huh? thought I would stop by. Is there, is there, is there anyone else? Oh, yeah? Dad, who's this ugly, stinky, terribly dressed man? Oh, his name is, is Charlie, son. Charlie? Um, yeah, I'm 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 actually uh, your your dad's cousin. I've never heard of you. Well, well. it's because um, my parents uh, were not very nice people. Um, and I'm sorry, what's your son's name? His name is Jim Bob. Jim Bob, and my my parents weren't great people, and so I I, I left them to start a life on my own. But um, that sounds nice. I hate Dad. <gasps> Jim Bob. I don't know. Why? I, I, I make your school lunch every day. And it's day. terrible. It's literally the same cucumber bread sandwich every day. I'm trying my best <laughs> to accept you. What? How about you put some protein in there? Meat? Charlie, did you have to deal with this? 
Well, you see, um, I didn't really, I couldn't make sandwiches for myself very often. Uh, you know, it's it's hard uh, being a being a drifter. Occasionally, I could make a sandwich, but you know, those were like far and few times between. Um, you hear that, Jim Bob? Few and hard times between. It's hard to make a sandwich. Well, we've got a whole turkey in the kitchen, I, and we're sitting here still eating cucumber sandwiches. Uh, yeah. Yeah, about that. You kind of left me tied up over here. So, uh, oh. are you really going to cut my head off and cook me? Because that just doesn't sound very nice. The turkey's talking. Dad, the turkey's talking. Uh, um. Please, please, just hear me out. I, I have a family. <gasps> Jim Bob Carlisle, I want you to go out to the garage. I want you to get boiling water. Boiling water? Yeah. I, wa I want you to get a net, please. A net? And um, maybe that... The, we have a, an electric tennis racket for insects. That that might help. Um, Sir, you are very, very cruel. Now, my my dear turkey, what is your what is your name? My name, my name. You don't even deserve to know my name. Well, um, we want to say some nice words when we eat you. So, uh, well, what's your name? My name is Harold Geraldine Smithers Bartholomew the Fourth. This is a sandwich Say it louder. <laughs> Say it when I die. Say it when you eat me and stuff me with whole wheat bread. I have an idea, Harold, Dad. Gerald Wayne Smithers, Bartholomew the third. The fourth, you idiot. Oh, I saw your father. The third, Bartholomew the third. No. Harold Geraldine Smithers, Bartholomew the third. I saw him in the in the um, in the plains of Montana. I haven't seen my father since Thanksgiving in 1972. Well, he wasn't you mean looking to say good. he's alive? Oh no no no! He was dying when I saw him. Um, oh, and in fact, what a uh, cruel world! He told me to put him out of his misery, and I, <laughs> I really did enjoy every bit of. You the... killed my father! I'm gonna come and get you! Hold on, Geraldine, oh, Haroldine oh, Smithers! Oh, uh, uh, Carlisle, uh, let's let's get the turkey. Let's get the axe. Uh, yeah, I'll okay. oh, be back. Carlisle, quick! I'm gonna come um, get don't, you. Don't forget the boiling water. Uh, the boiling I'm water. Gonna, the boiling I'm water. Gonna, yes, uh, Jim Bob. Okay, we we got this now. Oh. Crazy. Unhand me, you little... We got the water. <gasps> and the turkey. Unhand me! What do we do with the water? Okay, okay, so what I want you to do with the water, we're going to give... Uh, please, please forgive me. My short-term memory is abysmal. Geraldine, Haroldine, Smithers, the, f the fourth... No, no. Dad, can we just boil the turkey? Oh, well, we're going to... We have to soft... Ah. If, if the turkey dies, what I'm trying to say, if the turkey dies stressed, we're going to have tough meat. We do not want a tough and dry tough turkey. Meat. That's that's fair. I if I was about to die. In my experience, um, just wandering through the through the world, it seems that the best way to relax a turkey is to give it a massage. Well, Thank you, well, Charlie. That, that does sound rather nice right now. I have been pretty stressed. You know, your father. I've got Harold, some knots in my uh, feathers. Really en enjoyed a, a massage right before his death, also. Oh, um, Jim Bob. I'm on it, Carlisle. <laughs> now, Jim Bob, when you um, when you massage the turkey, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. be sure to uh, use the the fleshy parts of mm -hmm. your fingers, not the not the tips. Mm -hmm. yeah, oh the yeah, tips. right there, right there. Move up a little bit. Okay. Move, oh yeah. To the, oh, side, okay, to the side. Okay. 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 Which side? Which oh, side? Oh yeah, baby, right there. Oh, oh. And don't mm -hmm. press too hard onto the mm -hmm. bone. Oh. Ooh, happy Thanksgiving oh. to me. Ooh. I mean, I. 
think it's working, Carla. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dad, you just tell me when to pour. Oh, I am fit to be tied. This is such a nice massage here. I'm trying my hardest. White boy, this is what you are. You are doing great, son. Okay. I'm gonna you, give you. Can you just go you down a little bit? Lunch. Okay. Down a little bit. I can't go down further. Down a little bit. Ha ha! You unhanded me. I'm going uh, to run away no, now. No, it's working. I missed. Ah! Oh, oh, ah! Wait! Oh, oh no! Yes, Freedom no, is mine. Hold on! I have a BB gun in the garage. Uh, oh no! Oh, no. Harold, quick! Uh, Harold's too far away. How could this happen? How could this happen? Well, Jim Bob's suffering. We might as well put him out of the misery because we don't have anything else for dinner. Are we really gonna eat your son? Do you want to do the massage, Carlisle? Just calm down, Jim Bob. Oh, oh, it's pretty nice. Wait, can you a little lower? Oh. Well, it seems that you have other things to attend to. I'm really sorry for interrupting. I thought maybe I could have a nice Thanksgiving uh, dinner with you guys, but... No, um, Charlie, here, can you, um... Perhaps I should leave. Hold on, can you can you stable my stance real quick? Uh, oh, sure, like, just, like, hold your hips like this? Yeah, yeah, just okay. like that, just like that. Yeah, I got him. Oh. You just stay calm, Jim Bob. <laughs> well... Happy Thanksgiving. The next game we're going to play is called Sex With Me Is Like, and we're going to take a suggestion of a word, and then we're going to come up with reasons why sex with us is like that word. Our first suggestion is whole wheat stuffing. Sex with me is like whole wheat stuffing. There's gluten everywhere. Sex with me is like whole wheat stuffing. It's better when it's not just stuffing. Sex with me is like whole wheat stuffing. It's terrible when it's dry. Sex with me is like whole wheat stuffing because I'll stick it up your hole. Sex with me is like whole wheat stuffing. It typically goes in a turkey. Okay, cool. Potato. Sex with me is like a potato. Better baked or mashed. Sex with me is like a potato, because I've got an eye for you. Because potatoes have an eye. <laughs> Sex with me is like a potato. No matter how you do it, I'm always soft and steamy on the inside. Sex with me is like a potato. You should probably clean it before you eat it. <laughs> Sex with me is like a potato. Kind of bland, but there's a lot of things we can do to spice it up. Sex with me is like a potato. It go goes really well with ketchup. Sex with me is like a potato. Put stuff between my fresh, clean slice down my center. Oh, I saw it. Um. <laughs> Sex with me is like a potato because it's offered as a meal option at Passport. That wasn't funny. I'm sorry. Cranberry sauce. Sex with me is like cranberry sauce. You, you have no idea what it's going to taste like, but it doesn't taste too bad. 
sex with me is like cranberry sauce. It ends up getting left out and no one uses it. Sex with me is like cranberry sauce. It's better as a gift from your neighbor. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sex with me is like cranberry sauce, sticky and red. The first? <laughs> That's good. Oh! That's really good. Oh no. Whoa. Whoa. This one's bad. Okay. Uh, sex with me is like the first pilgrims because disease contraction is off the charts, baby. <laughs> sex with me is like the first pilgrim. Everybody's wearing bibs. <laughs> sex with me is like the first pilgrims. Uptight and proper. Sex with me is like the pilgrims, often recreated in pageants. <laughs> Sex with me is like the first pilgrims. It's not as ideal as you think it is. Sex with me is like the first pilgrims. Most people don't make it through the winter. <laughs> Sex with me is like the first pilgrims. It's all done in pursuit of religious freedom. Sex with me is like the first pilgrims. Some people believe there were aliens there. In my butt. Can we get a, a letter? A letter to start on? Q. Q. Oh, look at that. Q. 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 Okay. All right. Q. Okay. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> Quit it, quit it. Oh, you know how they get. They're so crazy. Which one's yours? Rufus over there. The the one with the brown spots and the and the black spots and <laughs> and uh, yeah, he he's the one that's kind of just rolling around biting his own tail. So cute. Mine's over there, the big German shepherd. That's that's also adorable. I think my Rufus is more adorable, but you know, German shepherds are are also acceptable. Uh-oh, uh, looks like Rufus just bit another dog. Very problematic, but, uh, but Rufus does these things, you know? He just, uh, you know, he's a, he's, he loves to rough house. Well, have you ever considered disciplining your dog? Xenophobia really keeps me from, <laughs> <laughs> from, from, doing, from doing very much, uh, um, you know, I just, I just think that my dog is the way that he is, and nothing's gonna change that, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I get that. Uh, I, I do appreciate how, how you're really letting him be who he discerns himself to be. I think that's very respectable. Zoo News recently uh, <laughs> said that uh, dogs should, should be able to express themselves freely in whatever form that they want to. So, you know, I, you know, just like humans, right? I think that dogs are, are far smarter than we really give them credit to, don't you think? Actually, I, I, I don't totally agree with that. I think, I think the dogs are, are pretty dumb. Bitch. Really? <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna insult both your dog and my dog at the same time? Cats are all I own. I, I don't own a dog. I just come here to stare at them and think about how stupid they are. Did you just lie to me? Did you just say that German Shepherd over there was yours? Because I'm pretty sure everyone else here at this park owns dogs. Everyone else may own dogs and that just makes them as stupid as their dogs are. Fuck. <laughs> you Goodness you gracious, are. I can't believe you would use that language. <laughs> <laughs>
with against me. How can I? How can I even like trust what you say anymore? I mean, you literally just lied to me about your dog. I'm and, and only speaking the truth about things that actually matter. That German Shepherd over there. I, I truly don't know who owns it. I, I feel bad for them. Just has, because you're a cat person, in fact, I think I'm going to have to dismiss really anything that you say. Keep your comments to yourself, sir. Look, I won't, because I think it's important that uh, you you know that, uh, that all animals, uh, and especially dogs, deserve the, the utmost uh, uh, of our treatment. Maybe they do. Maybe they do, but these dogs here, they just walk around and they shit on everything and they pee on my lawn and I Not just all dogs do that, all right? You know, some dogs are, are well-behaved. Rufus loves to just kind of be dumb on the ground, right? Okay, okay. Rufus may be your special little baby and I really, I, I respect that, but he literally just took a shit on my shoe, and I am probably- Personally, I applaud him for that. <laughs> um, because I don't think that your shoes uh, looked good without shit on them. Quite certainly, they did look better without shit on them. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and clean my shoes off. I hope that you have a great day with your stupid dog, sir. For our next segment, we are going to be talking about the Bloomington police presence on campus. Now, on October 30th, all students received an email from administration basically saying we are going to up uh, the police presence on campus throughout the next semester and the semester after that in order to enforce our policies about underage drinking and marijuana policies and something along the sort. And there was a lot of student outrage about how this email was worded, what it meant, and um, what it would mean moving forward. And so later on, there was actually a student senate meeting that Sunday Day where there was a Bloomington police officer at the meeting talking about like what was going on there named Kyle Nowers and I was actually at that Senate meeting so I'll be talking a bit about that but for right now we have Johnny Barrett here to talk about it hey everybody so yeah uh, basically when we got the when we got the email um, I along with many 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 other students um, had very very severe concerns about um, increased police presence on our campus. Uh, now, from what I have heard in recent days, uh, the email um, in question was um, grossly misleading, or I should, I, I don't know, I shouldn't say grossly misleading, but it was, um, it left out a lot of information that would have put more people at ease had they known it. Mm -hmm. um, like what were your initial like severe concerns? So mentioned? the way that they worded the email, it sounded like there were going to be um, police officers on campus all the time um, patrolling and uh, having the ability to, you know, enter residence halls, things like that. So um, at Illinois Wesleyan for, you know, the entire time that I've been here and for as long as I know has been a thing, we've only had campus security and as a private school we have you know maintained the position that um, we're uh, not going to have um, a municipal police department on campus um, which I largely agree with that decision um, and that stance um, 
Although it did say in the initial email, like this has happened before. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. it was, it's because of the grant, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So there was like a, it's a grant program where they like, are they required to bring them back every now and then? It, I was not at the student senate meeting. I should have been, <laughs> but um, yeah. So because I, I was one of the people that um, was um, kind of encouraging students to um, email letters of dissatisfaction to the administration about this. Um, did you send any of those? Uh, I did not myself. Um, I was talking to people um, and making sure that uh, I had all the information necessary to um, develop my full thoughts about it. Um, but, you know, based on the email, which could have been more specific, um, I was definitely concerned about a lot of things. Um, and I, 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 I still don't like it, mm -hmm. even in the capacity that they are going to be here. Um, the number one concern that I've heard from students uh, across campus is um, the idea that the police officers are going to be armed. Mm -hmm. And I went, did this come up at the student senate meeting at all? So, yeah, no, this actually didn't come up when I was there. Okay. I did have to leave the meeting early. That but, surprises me. But okay, that had yeah. actually moved on. Yeah. Yeah, because um, that was that was one of the bigger concerns that I had. Um, and in talking to people that work with Brandon Common, who um, is kind of, you know, taking charge on this whole mm -hmm. program, mm -hmm. um, they, you know, they had informed me that um, the officers, there's only going to be, you know, two officers on campus at a time. They weren't going to be, like, patrolling and, like, going into residence halls and, um, you know, busting kids left and right and things like that. And uh, there's only going to be two of them on campus at the time. They're just going to be, you know, walking around um, for um, safety issues. Um, if they see something, they'll do something about it. Um, if not, right. then they won't. Um, you know, so this is, this is, that, this is kind of what I've been told. But the one point um, that of concern among a lot of students that I've talked to that uh, wasn't addressed really um, was the uh, issue of officers being armed on our campus. And mm -hmm. I th we've maintained mm -hmm. a position as well as not having a municipal police department on campus um, that we uh, don't, you know, we don't want firearms on this campus. Um, every single building that we have on campus is a firearm free building. Um, the campus is a no firearm zone. Um, and I understand that these are, you know, sworn in police officers that all of them, you know, carry their police issued weapon. Um, I do not think, however, that it would be too much to ask for um, student safety concerns, um, given, you know, um, what we have been seeing over the past few years um, with police violence in um, communities all across the country um, that police officers that are going to be on our campus be asked to leave their weapons somewhere else, that they do not bring them on campus because it would make students feel a lot safer. Um, Is that a thing that happens at other universities? Do you know? Have you done any like research into that? Or? So uh, bigger public universities uh, all have um, their own police departments. So mm -hmm. Illinois State University has the ISU police department. Mm -hmm. um, they are their own thing, and they are armed. Um, the difference is they are public schools, so they, you know, they're kind of at the state government's will. They can't really do much about it. Um, we are in a unique position because we're a private school. Yeah. I'm at, yeah, yeah. I guess I mean like yeah. in the sense of like do other small liberal arts schools like those are in our conference. Yeah, sure. So I, I don't know about um, all uh, other small liberal arts schools um, 
other than, uh, you know, some in Wisconsin I know have the same, um, you know, campus safety, campus security uh, departments that we do where they have, you know, unarmed officers that are there specifically just to um, address safety issues and, um, mm -hmm. you know, in an emergency situation if they see something to do something about it. And they're there for harm reduction purposes. They're not there to be a force that exists, you know, solely for uh, punishment purposes or, you know, exists only for uh, this sort of like punitive justice um, kind of idea that um, a lot of police departments uh, in this country have kind of formulated themselves around and police departments at other universities as well. Um, and that's what I think one of the most, one of the most concerning things about uh, the idea of having an increased police presence here um, it's one of the most concerning things about that is uh, that um, what a lot of people don't realize about increasing um, police presence or um, doing more strict rule crackdowns on drug and alcohol policies, drug and alcohol policies, it actually makes drug and alcohol problems worse. Um, I, I don't know if anybody here knows this. I'm a member of the national organization called Students for Sensible Drug Policy, um, which is a non-for-profit uh, grassroots organization that um, advocates for you know uh, sensible, um, harm-reductive drug policies across universities across this country, um, and uh, in the government as well. And um, it's it's an organization that uh, neither um, condones nor condemns uh, the use of illegal drugs. Um, or, the purpose of the organization um, is uh, harm reduction, and we want um, the least amount of harm done to students and people um, because of you know drug and alcohol related issues, uh, no matter what. And what we've seen in studying um, issues of uh, police is that uh, you know, or in you know, strict crackdown on drug policy is that the stricter the rules, um, the more that people um, subvert the issue and the more it gets you know pushed underground um, and in those spaces where it gets pushed underground there's not as much safety education on drugs um, there's not real safety education on drugs people that are taking these drugs uh, or um, drinking a lot of uh, alcohol in situations you know where they um, feel like they need to be hiding it because of law enforcement or rules enforcement um, they tend to be um, in a space where there's not a whole lot of uh, realistic education on the on the issue, um, and which you know leads to things like overdose death. It leads to things like um, you know. If I could stop you for just one second. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the the police officer that was here, part of me, Kyle. One of his first things out of his mouth was like he wanted to create a good environment centered around education. Like that's his, wonderful to hear. Yeah. yeah so okay. his whole thing is basically like we are not. He, he was saying like. Um, you can quote me on this saying, like, I don't want to enforce these policies. What I would rather do is create, like, an environment where everyone is safe. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this, the officer that came, one of my friends told me she sees him at the farmer's market, like, sure. handing out candy to kids. Like, he also talked about how the police officers that will be here on campus are being super encouraged to, like, Good. be polite to students and create an environment where they can go back and forth with people. Sure. He himself said, like, um, he gave a story about this one officer that had been continually called to this apartment for like partying essentially mm -hmm. for noise complaints. And the officer um, responded to that call and was like, 
because he had responded to that same apartment so many times, he was like, hey, I know y'all, like, I know y'all are having a party. Like, if you can get it quiet within the next 10 minutes and I don't have to come back, no tickets will be written. Apart- like, tickets were never written for that apartment. Yeah. And the officer said, like, we don't want to come into your apartment. Like, yeah. if we see people stumbling around that are drunk, like, if they seem fine, we're going to leave them alone. The only time we're going to get involved is if we see a fight breaking out or if someone's puking on the sidewalk and don't seem like they can get home. Yeah. So, I mean... I kind of, so I actually work as like an RA on campus. And from my understanding, they were operating very similar to the way that we work, where it's like, if we see something where students are in danger, they will step in. But otherwise, it's not, it's not like that. Sure. And that's, that's, you know, that's always great to hear. Um, It's just unfortunate that the, um, the automatic association when it comes to police officers is with, you know, crack down hard nose, like, you Mm -hmm. know, strict uh, drug policy and alcohol policy enforcements. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad to hear um, that that's um, not the strategy that these officers are going to be taking and that they are um, pursuing a harm reduction strategy. Yeah, definitely. Um, Which is, yeah. yeah. From my understanding, it seemed like they were just going to be additional campus safety officers. Good, 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 good. Their rounds will really only be taking place from 11 p.m. to 2.30 a.m. So it's like during those like hot spot moments where they think like there's a higher tenant, like higher likelihood that students would need assistance. Sure. And so like, and I think they, their first night was actually October 31st. And then throughout next semester and the semester after that, there's seven more nights. Okay. So seven more 11 to 2.30 a.m. like rounds that these officers will be pursuing okay so, yeah. yeah good i don't know so they i would assume that the people there already know what dates are going to be out but they didn't mention those specifically at the meeting and the person um that works with brandon common that i was talking to actually said that they um are they know the dates that they're going to be here but they will not be informing the students when they're going to be here um they said the person that i was talking to said um uh, I think the exact quote was like, obviously, we're not going to tell students when, you know, the cops are on campus or whatever, um, I, which I, I personally took issue with. Was there I, any reason, reasoning for that stance? Honestly, I, I, they didn't, the person that I was talking to did not provide um, any specific reasoning for that. Um, obviously, my, like my intuition tells me it's um, so that, you know, students don't try and... Uh, you know, subvert police officers when they know that um, they're going to be patrolling campus. Um, and it, to an extent, I understand that because if, if students know that police officers on campus um, feel as if, you know, they're going to get, you know, busted or caught um, drinking or whatever, they may take more unsafe routes to get home mm-hmm. um, to try and get around uh police pressure um so i do i do understand it from that viewpoint however i also but i mean if they think like oh there's a possibility that this is the weekend wouldn't they do that regardless yeah right exactly and i also i also just think um as students at this university like we should probably have a right to know when there are you know armed police officers walking around the campus um yeah that that doesn't mean that we're you know committing crimes and trying to, you know, subvert, uh, subvert the law and get around things like that. But no, I just, I just, you know, as, as a student of this university, and I, I would assume that I'm not the only one that feels this way. I feel that, you know, uh, we, um, should, you know, have the right to that kind of transparency and to mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. um, you know, when there are armed police officers on this campus. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because I do, I do see where you're coming from with the mm -hmm. armed part of it, especially. Because yes. I think that they cited a survey in the email that I kind of took issue with. We're saying like students felt more safe, like when we've done this in what the past. Was that? Yeah. Which, especially with like our current diversity initiatives, trying to bring people of color onto campus, when yes. we have that higher population that is more likely to feel uncomfortable around police and not feel safe and have those conflicts, that I took issue with that. Mm -hmm. Which I. I don't. I haven't talked to as many other people about um, that aspect of it. Yeah. But I think that it, I don't know. It was. It's definitely something that needs to be addressed. That wasn't as much talked about in the meeting as it could have been. But I think that mostly mm -hmm. came from the sense that the officer that was there was so strict, or not so strict, but so like intentional on saying like we aren't here to make you feel unsafe. We're mm -hmm. here to like. Yeah, to basically be those additional campus safety officers that you interact with every day anyway. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I just it's it yeah I guess it's just the 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 gun thing that still bothers me and I know it still bothers a lot of other students as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it, in you know in the original um, backlash to that email, it was mostly because um, many of the details uh, that should have been provided were not provided. Um, and I think at that Senate meeting, um, Dean Carla did acknowledge, mm -hmm. like, I did not realize that this email came off the way that it did, mm -hmm. like, and did talk to students saying, like, how did you feel about this? And mm -hmm. when they gave their opinion, she was like, I'm sorry. Like, Which I just good. Yeah. So, I mean, Dean Carla and um, Brandon Common both seem super open to feedback from students and, like, want to hear how students are doing with this. I just, yeah, I just, I don't see a, a legitimate reason for pushback against the notion that the officers shouldn't be armed on this campus. Like, I don't understand why they would need a gun on a college campus. So you're a senior this year, right? Yep. What, is there anything about this year that you've really enjoyed now that you've been here for a couple of years and you kind of know how things go? Um, you so, haven't had a fun senior year. Nothing's no, been no, good. No, no, like I, I have, I, I have, I've, I've definitely, um, I've definitely had a good senior year so far. Like it's not over yet. Um, thank God. But um, <laughs> yeah, because it's scary. Um, it is crazy. But yeah, no, I, I, you know, I've had a a good a good run here at Illinois Wesley, and I feel like I've, I've, you know, consolidated all my best friends, and you know, it's uh. It's a it's it's a good experience overall. Um, it's not all you know, cops and bad meal plan restrictions. <laughs> what are some good things so, you've done while you've been here? Over the entirety of my four years. Yeah, you know, whatever. Just tell me about some good stuff so oh that we don't gosh. have to keep thinking about the bad stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. Unless, um, <laughs> I'm sorry to put you so, <laughs> so much pressure on you to be optimistic. Yeah, all I of know a sudden. it's really hard for me. Um, uh, you know, I've I've. Um, getting involved on campus is something like, obviously, I don't mean to be like kitschy and corny and be like, join your local RSO or whatever. But, you know, um, it's it's definitely important. Um, and, you know, uh, over my time as uh, editor in chief at the Argus, I remember being your boss. It was a good time. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, getting involved on campus, finding something that you love and uh, putting your best efforts into it and... Um, you know, I think what you guys are doing here is a really good thing and uh, will continue to grow and flourish as Wesleyan goes on. And uh, yeah, no, I, I, there's so many opportunities to do great things here. Um, so yeah, just take advantage of it. Don't sit around. Don't be idle, <laughs> I guess. 
it's crazy looking yeah. back as a senior and just being like, wow, all of these things I actually have done. Yep. Yep. That's insane. Coming in and planting at the Peace Garden this year, I was like, wow, I really know plants. <laughs> <laughs> I can farm. <laughs> go out there and I can farm our Illinois soil. I've, I've always told people that uh, this college thing doesn't work out. I'm going to start a sheep farm in Vermont and just like isolate myself forever. Do you um, have any experience with sheep and or Vermont? Not at all. <laughs> neither at all. I've never neither. been to Vermont in my life and I've never seen a sheep in person. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's um, a conspiracy that Vermont isn't real. I've heard I've heard this from people. Bernie before. Sanders is <laughs> a senator from Vermont. Are you going to tell me Bernie Sanders isn't real? Because that's going to crush my heart. Like I don't want to be <laughs> negative again. I can't go back down that road. Okay, so then we're just going to conclusively conclude that uh, Vermont is real. Vermont. Okay, we can decide that Vermont is real. It's crushed conspiracy theories on this podcast. Um, yeah, debunked conspiracy theory on slightly underwhelming uh, Vermont is real. Do you have a favorite conspiracy theory? Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Do you want to go ahead and summarize kind of what we talked about then? Yeah, sure. So I, I, I think um, what uh, the conclusion should be coming away from this is um, that a lot of the, um, the backlash and the confusion um, due to the initial email was because of that email's um, lack of details uh, in terms of what the program would entail. Um, it seems that um, it's going to be, you know, a lot less, um, a lot less severe than uh, what the what the uh, email could have been read to portray. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I think um, in that sense, um, there's a lot of concerns that have been put at ease. Um, the only thing that uh, there still needs to be a conversation had about. Um, is the firearms that these police officers will be bringing on campus. Um, I think there's definitely still a conversation to be had about that in terms of whether or not they should be asked to leave those firearms um, wherever they see fit and not bring them on campus. Thanks for listening to this episode of Slightly Underwhelming. Jam-packed with crazy familial relations, Johnny Barrett trying to be positive, our writers trying to hit me in the face with pieces of paper... Tune in next time for more crazy shenanigans from the Slightly Underwhelming team.